What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wise Up Podcast presented by Wyzetta Community Ed. I'm your host, Zach Nelson, and today I am joined by a very special guest, Beth Jocelyn. You might know her as the art teacher from Greenwood Elementary, but Beth also works with kids on mindfulness and movement, helping them live a better life. Beth, how are you today? I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm doing good. How is isolation going for you? You know, it, it's interesting. It ebbs and flows. Um, I'm an introvert by nature, so some of this is, is nice pauses for me. Um, but I'm really finding that I'm missing the kids. And so it's just, I, I just take it as it comes. Yeah, I think that's, that's the right approach to have. There's not much that's in our control right now. So um, we just kind of got to take it in stride, right? Yeah. yeah, you bet. So as I mentioned before, Beth, one of her life passions is to work with kids on movement, on their minds. Uh, some of them might be yoga, some of them might be meditation. And so today we're going to dive into some of those things. So let's first talk about kids and yoga. What are some benefits for kids in doing yoga? I think the three top benefits is um, the yoga poses themselves have um, an internal nature to reset the nervous system. So depending on the pose, you can get more energy or get more calm. And so it teaches the kids to regulate that uh, as they learn the yoga. So from my experience, and I'm certainly not a yoga expert by any stretch of the imagination, but yoga can be very complex. And some of the poses can be very complex. How do you keep it simple for kids? I find the easiest way to teach and um, do yoga with kids is through story. So a lot of the yoga poses have a, a, a simple name like tree pose or turtle pose. And so one really fun way is to just link a story throughout the movement. And they kind of forget that they're doing an exercise and they get they, they just get involved in the imagination of the story. Kids also have a low attention span. So when it comes to yoga or body movement, how do you keep kids engaged when they're doing these exercises? I was really fearful of that when I first started. I started uh, teaching yoga to kids about 14 years ago. And um, what I found is that if I'm calm and I'm doing the moves with them, and slowed in my movement, they stay focused. Um, so that's kind of been a myth. One thing I do notice though, that when I put a video on for kids um, and then they don't have a person doing it with them, sometimes they do lose focus because they're not quite sure what they're supposed to be doing, so to speak. So it's helpful to have um, a person that's gonna do it with them and kind of support them by just saying, hey, great job, that looks great. Is there any research that shows the benefits of kids doing yoga and that translating to a healthier adult life? Well, one thing that yoga brings out in kids and adults alike is that heart intelligence. So skills like confidence, bravery, um, compassion, empathy are built into the whole yoga frame of being. And a lot of the classes and the movement and mindfulness get 
those skills get built. Um, also skills like practice, perseverance. Um, those are other skills that we need lifelong. So I'm not sure, I can't cite any research, but what I do know is kids that learn this early on carry those seeds and those seeds build, you know, and grow um, throughout their life and they become, you know, a, a whole human with all of those, um, those skills of, that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So you've seen kids that have started yoga at a young age. Have you seen that continue into their adult life and, and for them to continue to, to practice as they mature into young adults? Yes, I have a few students that, um, well, they're 17, 18 now, and they started when they were three, four, and five. And we still keep in, you know, a little bit of touch and, and I see their, I see those skills showing up in them. They've built that and it's like this internal compass. So how would you recommend to parents to get their kids started in some sort of physical movement or, or yoga practice? Um, there's so many ways that that's the exciting thing about, I think right now, um, the mindfulness yoga movement is be gone way beyond um i think what it was when i was growing up so there's definitely things online there are um community education programs um i know for example i have a website that people can go and get free resources uh, i teach it throughout every single art class at greenwood so one of my beliefs is that um, the more teachers infuses into the classrooms the more it's just an everyday act like brushing our teeth and making sure we get good nourishment can this and when i say this can movement training and and yoga for kids can that help in their self-confidence as as young kids absolutely i think that whenever we pause while we're whether we're little humans or big humans, when we take a minute to pause and we access and um, breathe in and out, um, not to get too technical, but we just in that pause and that breath, we go into um, calming down our nervous system, into our autonomic nervous system. And it actually chemically sends uh, calming chemicals to our brain and body. So just in the pause and the breath work itself, um, can start to build that confidence because it takes the kid out of fight or flight or just doing, 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 and it allows them to begin to learn how to be and to be within themselves, even if it's just a moment or a breath. So I want to switch gears and talk about more of the mindfulness aspect of, of some of the stuff that you do. So when we're talking about mindfulness or meditation, usually that involves a lot of focus and we touched on it in the yoga aspect of things but how in the world do kids keep focused when they're when we're working on mindfulness or meditation yeah and and you know that can be tricky and it can be pretty beautiful um obviously i have not had success getting them to sit still for a half hour but we drop seeds of stillness so for example when the kids are lining up in class, I have them, um, I do a little mountain pose and they inhale and they get still as statues and they learn to feel how it feels to 
feel still. And then um, we build up from there with scaffold. So it starts out with maybe a two minute meditation with your family. And then it goes to a five minute meditation. And the cool thing about kids is they do what feels good. So it's easier for me to teach kids the yoga and the mindfulness actually than adults, because as soon as it feels good in their body, they're going to ask more. So that's cool. Yeah. And I think one thing that is important to remember, we had um, Arvind Nike on the podcast last week talking about meditation. And one thing he said is you don't need an extended period of time to see the benefits of some of this stuff. And so, you know, he recommended just starting with just five minutes and this is for adults, just start with five minutes and just, and use that space to really think about, you know, your, your body and your mind and where it's at. So I think that's important to remember is, you know, for adults, it's not recommended that we take a a huge chunk of time right away. And, And I think that's especially true for kids. And one thing that just came to me that I am finding more and more um, important and valuable for both kids and adults is um, offering that time of silence. And so um, I know now that I, I, that's become a routine or a ritual in my classrooms, kids will raise their hand and they'll say, Miss Jocelyn, can we have a five minute focus? My brain needs to be silent. So just giving them um, spaces and opportunities to be within that silence or stillness. I think as adults, sometimes you think they're not gonna do that. So what are some benefits that you've seen for mindfulness or med- meditation practices for kids? Um, so three of the things that I think we all get from uh, meditation is clarity, equanimity, and focus. So clarity is just, you know, that clearness in your mind when you just feel calm and you can respond um, to a question pretty clear. The equanimity, it's a big word that just means a-okayness of life, being flexible, being okay with what is. And the third thing is is focus. And, and that, that skill gets built by um, in the meditation offering an anchoring point, whether it be the breath or a sound that they hear. And that continual attention to one thing builds focus in the same way we need focus to read or do math or to problem solve. Can meditation or mindfulness help kids in school? I think it is definitely um, gonna be imperative at some point to have certain moments of stillness. This is just an opinion, but I feel like that the, the amount of stimulus that's coming in to our beings throughout the day in this 21st century with being on 24 seven, um, as humans, we get to learn how to create those pockets of, of just being still and not taking in that stimulus. And we will see less overload, less stressed out kids and adults because they have continually throughout the day um, reset their nervous system through breathing, through meditation, through being just pausing. Whether it's movement or yoga or mindfulness or meditation, are these activities that are good for parents and kids to do together? 
Oh my goodness. It is one of the most beautiful things. Now I started this late in my life. My kids are now 26. Um, and so when we start now before dinner or whatever, when they came over, we just do a, like a little five minute or, and I'll be honest at first it's awkward because you know, those silent moments, it's, I don't know why that is as humans, it feels awkward, but the kids will lead, um, the parents, they, they will eat it up and it is comfy, cozy, two or three minutes of just quiet togetherness. The, the whole family will feel the difference. And then speaking of the movement piece, if you will, um, if every family member did a downward dog, you know, right before they went to watch a fun TV show together, it's just, it's, it's one way of connecting and unifying, I think too, as families. Yeah, and, and when you said that, it kind of prompted the idea of making it part of the daily routine. So maybe maybe it is before dinner, you get together and do something as a family, or maybe it's, you know, people maybe aren't going to work in their normal circumstances right now, but maybe it's in the morning before school or before work that you get together and, and make it part of that daily routine that maybe that could be helpful. I think that's great. And, and I, I say, just try it to any uh, family out there and they will see the difference almost immediately of how the kids just, I think humans want to connect. And I think we like to do things in unity. And so to give families an opportunity to try it out and be playful about it. That's the other piece. It can be a real playful, fun, exploring thing. It doesn't have to be very serious, you know? We've talked about all this stuff now, and it's a lot of great ideas and the great tips that you've had. So how in the world do parents listening get started with all of this? Maybe just start by saying, hey, kids, let's go ahead and sit crisscross applesauce. And um, we could do, there's something that I do um, with my family. It's called slouch, slouch, zip. And so I'm going to do, I know the, the people can't see, but Zach will be able to see me. So you just kind of bend your spine over and you go slouch, 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 zip it up. And did you see my spine align? And so you let everything go. And on the inhale, you zip it up. And then you're in the perfect position to be silent for a little bit. There are also lots of, um, there's so much out there, so much content that you can find. Um, I have a website called uh, Kid Yoga Minnesota. It's Heart to Heart Network. And we do have um, ongoing content that we're going to offer for families. Right now we have just for kids and then we have for adults. And now we're going to blend the two in the next few weeks. So we'll be yeah. for that. And again, that website is kidyogamn.com. So I recommend that you go there and check out some of the stuff that Beth has up there now. And she said she's going to continue to uh, put more content up there as we work through this period of isolation and quarantine. Yeah, there's a one, one of the tabs is called Miss Beth's Hearthood, and it has movement, uh, stillness, and heart intelligence activities to do with the kids very much um, uh, under the, well, I was very inspired by Mr. Rogers. So it's that kind of, it's a little story format. And then um, there are adult uh, meditations, guided meditations under the guided meditation tab that I think um, parents would find maybe really helpful to get started. So they have a, they know how it feels in their body. Um, 
even before they offer it to kids. And again, that's kidyogamn.com. Also, Beth, if people want to get a hold of you and if they have questions or need some tips or advice, is there a good way for parents to do that? Absolutely. And I welcome it because I just, I just want to get this out here as, as loud as, and as, as much as I can. So um, you can email me at bjocelyn10 at gmail.com. My last name is spelled J-O-S-E-L-Y-N. And I welcome any, any questions or any connections. That sounds great. Again, can't say it enough. KidYogaMN.com. Uh, Beth has worked with us in community ed in the past uh, doing stuff. So we can vouch for her that she's great. So make sure to visit the website and reach out to her if you have questions or need help getting started. Awesome. Thank you so much, Zach. Yep. Thanks for coming on. Thanks again to Beth for joining us today. Again, if you want to learn more about what Beth does, visit kidyogamn.com or email Beth at bjocelyn10 at gmail.com. Make sure you head online and register for some of our youth and adult classes. We are doing in online formats right now. We have art classes for youth. We have dance classes for youth. We have fitness classes for adults. We have cooking classes for adults. Tons of options that you don't want to miss. You can sign up now at yzeta.ce.leo.com. Again, yzeta.ce.eleyo.com. Visit our website to learn more about what we have to offer at Community Ed. We have a new blog that we have launched on yzetaschools.org slash community ed. You can also find old podcast episodes if you missed any of the episodes that we've put out. Thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you soon.